is our privilege this morning to have Pastor Josh Cocker. Um, I've known Josh and Carly for a good number of years now, his wife, she's not with him this morning. Um, but I've known him for a good number of years and my mind, every time I hear Josh's name, always goes back to some years ago. I was in Australia at the Planet Shakers conference and I remember meeting Josh and Carly there that I didn't actually know they were going to be there, but we were in the same place at the same time. And I can honestly say that this morning you'll hear somebody that's full of energy, but for sure you'll hear somebody that the heart is for God. A heart that wants to see people experience and encounter Jesus. This morning I'm believing there's going to be an encounter for Jesus for each and every one of us in this room today. So let's open our hearts to God this morning as he comes to speak. But also let's remember as well, encouragement really does work. If you believe that something he's saying is so good this morning, well, why not holler back to him and tell him it's a great point? Because I'm telling you, encouragement in the 21st century, it still works. It worked many years ago, but when you're encouraged, it only brings out the best in each other. And this morning, I really want to bring out the best. Uh, Pastor Josh this morning, the word that he's got on his heart, I know he's going to bless you. It's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire us and it's going to push us forward on our journey this morning. So please put your hands together and give a sincere welcome to Pastor Josh Cocker. So good. All right. Good morning, Lifehouse. So good to see you. Why don't you just stay standing if you would just for a moment. We're going to sit down in a sec, but I just want to read the Bible. But yeah, a massive honor to be here. Not very far, actually. It's just, uh, just a little bit around the corner, which is great. Originally from Nottingham, East Midlands via West Midlands, and then the last 14... Oh, Nottingham people. Yes, come on. Um, and uh, last 14 years in Manchester, a part of Audacious Church. So greetings from our senior pastor, Glenn and Sophia Barrett. I know they are, um, they are family here. And we are family. And again, a massive love to your pastors here. Meeting Paul at Planet Shakers was brilliant. A lot of fun we had. And a memory for me... And just to say about your pastor, who is, is brilliant, we were sat up in the corner where, you know, there were sort of the VIP areas and we were, you know, a lot of people just sit and praise was going off towards the end. And me and Carly as youth pastors at the time, we were like, all right, sack this. I want to move from my seat, get down to the front where there was a massive praise pit full of hundreds of people in this arena filled with thousands of people. And uh, your pastor came as well. And we had this incredible moment at the front in Melbourne just praising Jesus. So I know your pastor loves to praise and worship, even when he's not in this church. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. Um, but as I was in Manchester, I met my wife, Carly. Two boys, Roman, who is five, Remy, who is three. They are a bundle of joy and very, very energetic. Pray for me. And recently, so we've had four months living in Sheffield to pioneer Audacious Sheffield, which is, an, again, a great adventure for us, leaving, I guess, what we've known uh, to come uh, over to Sheffield and uh, join not too far from you guys. But I want to I bring a message this, this, this morning um, that I really felt and I sense, and in some ways I'm preaching to myself. Okay, and Life Church, I know you've been praising well, you've been worshiping. Uh, are you ready for the Word of God? Yeah. Come on, I, can, I really sense there is faith in the room. I've not left my family to drive here and be with you for anything less than an encounter, a moment in the presence of God. There's something powerful happens when the church comes together, when we join our faith, when you join my faith and I join your faith to believe for the miracles. To believe that in the presence of God, that my Bible says, where the Spirit is, there is freedom. 
Come on, in the presence of God, we can believe for healing. Anyone? Come on, I've got a real sense and faith for your healing this morning, for your family, for your finance, for your breakthrough, for purpose, that God is going to speak to you. So please, there's no Sunday, it's just a normal Sunday. So I hope you're ready for the Word of God. I believe God is going to speak to you. I want to read from 2 Corinthians, and this is a message that has been uh, forming in me over the last little while, and I believe it's going to help someone today. From the Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul 2 Corinthians verse 4, uh, sorry, chapter 4, verse 5. Here we go. I think it may be coming on screen. It says, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. It's not about me. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made the light shine in your hearts so we uh, could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus. We can know it. Verse 7, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Verse 8, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. Come on, there's faith from the Apostle Paul that is going through the most craziest of circumstances, but by faith he's saying we are pressed, yet uh, we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We are knocked down, but guess what? We're going to get up again. We're not being destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus. So that the life of Jesus may also be seen through our bodies. Come on. And Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will. Come on somebody. I will praise the Lord. When? When? I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. Come on just for a moment. Why don't you just close your eyes. Jesus, we thank you that you're here. Lord, your word says when two or more gather, there you are. Lord, you inhabit our praises. You come and sit in our praises. Lord, and it's very easy because I know because I've done it to just get to this moment even in church and go through the worship and hear your word but still just kind of be a little bit asleep. Lord, so we take a moment to focus on you to fix our eyes on you, to see you, Jesus, afresh this morning. God, come and speak. Come and do what only you can do. Come and do what only you can do, God, right now. Holy Spirit, thank you that there is no longer any separation. There is an open heaven right now, right here in this church, an open heaven that the King of heaven is walking around this room by your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're beginning to heal. And I believe there are going to be stories from this morning where people who are once suffering physically, even mentally, emotionally, are going to be set free and healed in the name of Jesus in your presence, God. I thank you for freedom from shame, from anxiousness, from fear. Thank you that you're going to speak and bring purpose and stir faith for what have you got for us for the future. Lord, come and speak right now in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. amen, amen. Why don't you grab your seats for a moment. The title of this morning is called Praise Break. Praise Break. Now, it's funny. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation. The band are just going to maybe stay with me, but you, can, uh, don't, you, you don't need to play just right now. Thanks, Fizz. Because um, I get lonely up here. 
So it's quite nice to have some friends. You guys are awesome. I don't know if you've ever found yourself in this situation. Um, maybe when the pressure is on, maybe you're trying to leave the house for a certain time. Maybe you're one of those incredibly just amazing people who are always on time or early. Anyone? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> one or two here. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm always early. You know, you've got the night before, you've got everything ironed. You know what you're going to wear. Your cereal is like halfway in the bowl you, and you're going to be out. But I'm not necessarily, I'm not blessed with that kind of gift. And I don't know if you're more like me. It's a little bit of a rush sometimes in the morning and you kind of wake up. You're like, oh, snap me. I'm late. You're kind of rushing around. You're kind of trying to have a shower, get dressed, clean your teeth and have your breakfast all at the same time. It's funny the decisions that you make in those moments of pressure. I remember coming to a meeting, uh, I kind of got dressed in the dark, so that's kind of a little bit my excuse, and I was in a meeting full of people, we were praying, and then I suddenly looked down, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, and I went, gosh, I've got odd shoes on, like two completely different shoes. And uh, so I just then sat down and just put my feet under the table until everyone left. Um, but has anyone seen the program, uh, is it, the Cube, is that what, that's what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. You have that here, right, too, yeah? Or watch the same TV, good. And it's amazing, right? This, if you've never seen it, it's like a classic daytime quiz, kind of, you know, do something for money kind of TV show. And it's as simple as, you know, pick up this red ball and kind of throw it in this gigantic bin, okay? And it's like, if you do that, then here's 10,000 pounds. It's great. But the game gets a little bit more intense because they put you in this giant glass cube that's full of an audience. The pressure, the music is like, and you can feel like the heartbeats going. And if you get it in, then you, you win all this money. But it's kind of, without that, it would be so simple to just, I don't know, do whatever kind of challenge it would be. But it, something happens when you put the pressure on, people start to panic and suddenly what was easy becomes a little bit difficult. Yeah, anyone ever felt like that? Anyone, you know, I, I get that often in restaurants. I can be a little bit indecisive sometimes. I'm a little bit of a foodie. I like, you know, and particularly if there's lots of people I like chatting and seeing people like looking at the, you know, the decor of the restaurant and kind of look at the menu. And then I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where then the waitress or the waiter comes around and then goes, okay, what would you like to order? I'm like, ah, oh, quick, snap decision. And I'm like, uh, that one. And then, all right, okay, order it. Then she goes and I look at it. I'm like, oh, vegetarian option. Why did I do that? Bless you, vegetarians. But I do like my meat. But it is funny. You know, you can get the sweetest, nicest, you know, old lady who, like, is just pretty much like Jesus. Put her in the car at rush hour. And if someone cuts her up... It's like, okay, this, this lady transforms. It's like starts manifesting. And, you know, I've seen people who look like the nicest people in the world, but a little bit of road rage. Come on, someone in here being honest. Come on, I know it's church. You're like, yeah, peace be with you and peace be with you. And, you know, it gets a little bit frantic. People who are nice, calm and steady, a little bit of road rage. Someone cuts you up. Uh, there was one time I was traveling on a ministry trip with our, my senior pastor, Glenn, Barrett, and we were in Singapore, and we were preaching at this um, conference, and there was hundreds of people. It was the opening night. I was preaching a few nights down uh, in the day, and um, he was preaching, and I just, for something in me, thought, I, the way he was talking, he was talking about football, and I think he maybe had just caught my eye, and I thought, something in my mind went, he's about to ask me something. 
And my mind went from he's about to ask me something to like, what's he going to ask me? What's he going to, in front of hundreds of people in the middle of Singapore at this conference, uh, and he's going on about football, and he starts to talk about the English culture, the British culture, and, you know, it gets to Saturday night, and he says, and, and every man tunes into what, Josh? And I looked up, and I just went, mm, say it again. Like tumbleweed moment, and in my mind, because I just started panicking, and I was like, he's going to ask me something. He came to this moment, and we all know, gentlemen, and maybe some ladies, the answer is match of the day. I knew it. I watch it. But for some reason, under pressure, I just panicked and went, mm, what was that, sorry? <laughs> Amateur mistake. But it is funny how in life... We can go through these pressurized, I guess, situations and, and these tests. And really what a test does is reveals what's on the inside. When I was at school, the test that I took revealed that I wasn't very good at maths. And I probably didn't read the poems in English. That's kind of what my test revealed. But the, life, the tests that we sometimes have in life actually reveal our faith and brings what's on the inside out. And shows our real convictions, show the truth that we're standing on. See, I don't know about you, but as I read 2 Corinthians 4 and the Apostle Paul is talking about his trouble, his tests, his trials, the, the pressure that he's facing. The, the Bible says, that as, as the Apostle Paul you know, shares his account, he says, I'm pressed, I'm perplexed, I'm hunted, I'm knocked down, I'm suffering. But there's something uh, about being a Christian, there's something about being a Jesus follower that though I, I, can, uh, I can understand or I can kind of um, understand really what he's talking about and, and relate, that's it, the, I can relate to this sense of being a clay pot. I don't know about you. You can sometimes feel uh, my humanity, my weakness. My, when I go through testing times, I can just feel like, oh gosh, I'm being stretched at the moment. Moving from Manchester where we kind of had been and we'd known and our kids are in school and we had a great house and we kind of knew where we were and had friends and then to kind of come out of that into a completely different city with, with new people and new schools and new housing and living with some of our best friends all together. There's eight of us in a house right now pioneering. So let me tell you, church planting is not glamorous. But we do it. But in the, in the stretch, in the test, in the challenge, in the faith adventure, man, I feel my humanity more than ever. And if you're going to be a person who passionately lives and follows Jesus and lives the adventure and follows him on this life of purpose, there's going to be moments where we just feel our humanity, feel the cracks, feel the, oh my gosh, I feel like a clay pot. But the good news is that we have something great, something of God on the inside of us. That though I feel the breaking, this is what the Apostle Paul is really talking about. I'm very aware of my brokenness. I'm very aware of my weakness, of, of the stretch that I'm in right now, the testing that's revealing. But what is it revealing? The Apostle Paul is saying, though I feel like I'm breaking, yet will I still praise God? That even in the test of time, when I'm pressed, what comes out is praise. What comes out is worship. See, can we either be people who allow our circumstances to, to, determine, to determine our praise or our praise to determine our circumstances? 
And there's something incredible happens as we begin to go through life and we get the testing and, and almost like this clay pot that there's really fragile. Sometimes there's cracks and things like that, but it's in those cracks, it's in the breaking that what's on the inside pours out. His glory, his goodness, his light, his praise overflows from us as Christians. See, praise is amazing because it helps us to keep our perspective. Praise becomes a problem to our problem because as we begin to lift our eyes from the situation and look down here and as we begin to lift our eyes up to Jesus we get a whole new perspective to, re to remind ourselves of who he is and who we are and where our position is that we are seated with him my Bible says that we are more than conquerors that if God is for us who can be against us see when we begin to praise we understand that even if we are in the storms of life we can be those that just walk on the water come on praise changes our perspective to make molehills out of mountains and to not make molehills into mountains come on praise reminds us who our God is see the enemy I believe has been trying to steal our praise we know that in this last season of church he's tried to shut the church down he's tried to close and cover our mouths but it's time Lifehouse to get our praise back come on it's time to not allow the mouth the voice the sound of the church to be stopped to be stifled to be closed but to get our praise back and to lift a shout to lift a shout of victory a roar a battle cry that says we're still here we're still standing God is still on the throne come on somebody it's time to shake off lockdown a little bit and get our praise back on the Bible says I will praise the Lord at all times all times so I want to give you really quickly three reasons of why we can praise right now and I believe maybe even there's maybe some people in the room that you're like oh gosh it feels really difficult right now or you're carrying situations or whatever and maybe you're on the mountaintop or maybe you just feel a little bit in the valley maybe you're in the light or maybe some it feels like you're in the dark but there is a reason to praise I will praise the Lord at all times the first reason that I praise that I believe we can praise right now at all times we praise for who he is because he is worthy we praise God before he's done anything before he's done anything else for who he is because he is worthy see I don't know if you knew this but we were created to praise we were created to worship our beings our very existence our breath that we have uh, is to worship but the question is what or who are you worshiping see everyone's worshiping something it can be their job it can be their house, it can be their car, it can be their kids, it can be their spouse, their partner, their friends, it could be the pub, it could be the football team, it could be, I, I don't know, a million different things, their bank balance. Everybody is worshipping something. But the question is this morning, who are you giving your best, your, fir your first, your focus, your priority to? Answer those questions, you'll kind of understand who are you truly worshipping. See, just because you're a Christian, just because you come to church doesn't mean that God is number one, that you just worship God. And uh, this is one of the first commandments, there should only be one God because only he is worthy. See, we can fill our lives with so much stuff, you know, so much stuff of, of, of this and career and, and, and life and relationships and all this stuff is not bad, but we can get to this place uh, where we fill our lives with so much stuff that we can become apathetic to the things of God, that we can have no appetite 
for anything else because our lives are so full and we can be in moments of worship but be, but be so distracted. We're, we're here in body, but actually in our minds, we're somewhere completely different. You ever been to a, a carvery? I'm sure you have. And the thing I love about carveries, or used to love, is that you can go up and you can basically put as much on your plate as you can. And I don't know if you're like me, but you want to get your money's worth, right? You're like, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm only going up once, I don't want to walk up twice. I don't, I don't want to hassle. But you're going to fill your plate and your plate just goes like this. It's kind of this shaped, flat to this. And then you have to do the walk of shame. You know, you come and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's me. No, I've, not, I've, I've been fasting actually for a whole week. So I need it, brother. And, and you get back to your plate, uh, back to your place, and you start eating. You're like, "Oh my gosh!" I see. I, I am bad for this. My wife is like, "Just stop eating, Josh. Stop eating." Over the summer, we managed to get on holiday. We went to an all-inclusive. I've never done that before. Day one ruined me. Honestly, I was so ill the next day because we got there and this massive room full of food and people are cooking and there's Mexican, there's all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I need one of everything. I came back with like eight different desserts. I'm like, I got to try everything. This is awesome. Oh, absolutely ruined me. Day two was not good. But we can be like that and we can fill our lives with so much stuff that we, that we lose our hunger. And see, there's only one thing, there's only one person that is truly worthy of our praise. See, in all these things of life, again, there's nothing really wrong with all this stuff that I'm talking about. It's not bad, but it's the fact and it's the truth that there is only one who is worthy of being my first, my priority, getting my best. There is only one, and all this stuff that people chase after and, and live their lives by, actually, there is nothing that can satisfy like Jesus. Come on, there is no one who can satisfy truly like Jesus. I love Joshua at the, at the end of the book, having led the, the people of God into a foreign land, a foreign land that was full of all these idols, people living after this, people chasing after that, a lot like the culture that we live in right now. And he said, in the middle of that, choose today who you're going to serve. Come on, friends, choose today who you're going to serve. You can chase after that. You can go after that. But there is only one that is worthy. Come on, there's only one that truly satisfies. He says, choose today who you will serve, but as for me and my household, we will serve, we will worship in season, out of season, in the highs, in the lows. We will praise God. Come on, this is a picture of heaven right now. Do you know that heaven is continually worshiping? It says in, in Revelation 4 that the four living beings that are around the throne that day and night, that they just, they, they worship God and they cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And when they finish, they stand back up and it says the 24 elders, they throw themselves down on their knees. They take off their crowns and they cry, worthy, worthy, worthy is the God ready to receive all glory, honor and power. See, Heaven is praising God. As they get a new, fresh glimpse of God again, they just can't help but give their honor, their praise, their worship. See, it was never about me. It was never about us. It's all about him. And we've got to get to a place where we take off our crown, we let other things settle, and we say, God, you alone are worthy. Come on, you alone are worthy of our praise. There is no one else before you do anything else, despite what you may have already done or you feel like he's not done. He is still worthy. I praise for who he is because he is worthy. 
See, do you know him? Do you know him this morning? So I want to read from my Bible. And when I look at my Bible and I get a fresh glimpse, fresh, fresh glimpse of my God on the throne again, I get a greater picture of who he is. See, when I read my Bible, I understand our, my God, our God church, he is awesome. He is abundant. He's astounding, almighty, and all-powerful. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that I praise and worship. He is divine, and he is dependable. He is creator and comforter. He's excellent, eternal, extraordinary. He's forgiving, flawless, and faithful. He's good. He's great. He's holy, healer, and he's our hope. He is incorruptible, infallible, indescribable. He is the great I am. He is loyal. He is love. He is mighty, matchless, merciful. He is the God who is more than enough. He is my magnificent obsession. He is omnipotent, omnipresent, all-powerful everywhere. He is passionate, pure, patient. He is our protector. He's supernatural. He is sovereign. He is strong. He is true, trustworthy, undefeated, unchanging. He is way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. He is the light in the darkness and he is the king of kings and the Lord of Lords, and at the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, and at the name of Jesus, my Bible says every tongue, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue would confess. Come on, church, it's time for a praise break. Come on, it's time for a praise break. Come on, can we just take 10 seconds right now and praise him because he is worthy? Come on, friends, don't let your chair restrict your praise. Come on, don't let your feelings restrict your praise. Come on, don't let your tradition restrict your praise. We praise because he is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Holy. Wow, holy, holy, holy. Because honor stands or honor kneels, honor never sits. We stand in your presence. We kneel in your presence, God. Declare you are worthy. We take a moment to pause and to praise. In the context of our lives, and there are as many different contexts as there are different people, we're just going to decide, well, I'm going to take a praise break. Pause and praise. You're worthy. Come on, take your seats. See, I praise because of who he is, because he is worthy. But secondly, I praise for all he's done because he is faithful. He is faithful. See, praise is not a preference. It's not a musical style. It's not a denomination of church. It's not a preference. It was never about us in the beginning. See, praise is not a personality type. It goes way beyond whether I'm an introvert or an extrovert. It goes way beyond my background, my tradition, my history, my, my nationality, because first and foremost, I'm Christian. It goes way beyond the position of my life, whether, again, I'm, I'm on the hillside and everything's great, or I'm in the valley and I'm oh, just holding together and I'm really feeling the cracks and the, the breaking or wherever I feel. Praise is nothing to do with that. And maybe your experience, maybe you've only ever encountered religion. Maybe you've only enca ever encountered just church alone. Maybe you've only ever encountered the, the rules or the pattern of Christian behavior. Then, okay, permission to praise however you want to. 
and praise will be your preference. But more than that, praise is a decision. I will. Not because I feel like it. Not because I'm an extrovert and I'm a party animal. Hey. Not because it's the song that I really like and this gets me going. No, it's because of the song that when I got saved and I was crying on the altar and then when, if you can play that again, then, then I'll really praise God. No, no, no. It's a decision. I will praise the Lord. Because if we encounter the Jesus of the Bible... When we encounter Jesus, I can't help but have a faith that overflows into passionate praise. See, I love my wife for many reasons. She's awesome, and you'd absolutely love to meet her if she was here. And there's many reasons what I love about Carly. One of them isn't her singing voice. Like, honestly, sometimes she'll sing, and I'll be like, that, like you must be putting that on. That's like, that is bad. That, that's bad. Like, but, but she doesn't care. And if she could have a moment to tell you her story of where she came from, gosh, a real broken, real broken story. And sometimes those that he saves from the greatest pit will bring the greatest praise. But I love it because she doesn't care. And God doesn't either. Even if you sing off key, even if you jump on the random beat even if you look a little bit silly even if you're just doing you know my kind of white boy dancing over here and look a little bit whatever but God doesn't care he just looks at my heart and just says wow I love that praise see I praise because of what he's done the Bible says that King David distinguished king royal honored like the queen just kind of you know pomp and ceremony he says when the presence of God came into his city he danced before the Lord not before my neighbor not before that person I'm trying to impress not before the people behind me and the people around me see I will never let the people around me contain my praise but he says I danced before the Lord with all of my might because David knew where he was found where he was taken from a lowly forgotten shepherd boy brought into the presence of God anointed saved on many occasions and then brought into the palace and just David took a moment to look back and go wow how could I not praise God for where he's taken me from for all he has done because he is faithful he is faithful and he says I will praise even more undignified than this come on if some people got that kind of praise come on you can't tame me I'll be even more undignified than this see people can be excited and passionate about all sorts of things stamps darts Pokemon cards country music but surely it should be the church right if anyone has an excuse to go a little bit overboard and be a little bit passionate enthusiastic in their praise in their worship in their lives then surely it is the people who have been saved the people who have encountered Jesus see passion is as much about jumping high as it is about kneeling low See, passionate praise is as much about shouting as it is about being passionately silent and being in solitude. Passionately silent. When was the last time you just did that? 
See, praise is not just for the praise pit of the church here on a Sunday, but passionate praise is also when you're feeling like on the front line on Monday and you're like, God, ah, marriage, kids, work, finances, my car's broken down, my health, stretch, breaking. I feel like a clay pot. I'm breaking right now. But what comes out? A decision. I will praise. See, praise is for those times. And there's been many times where I've driven my car. And if I can be really honest, even last night, me and my wife were talking. And it, it's, and she's like, I just need to get with Jesus. And she drove around for about an hour. See, there's something powerful even in the breaking that when we don't feel like it, when it's even not my personality or my life position or preference, but right now I'm going to decide I will praise the Lord. In my car, there's been many times where I've just shouted and I don't care what people you know, think of me or in the cars on the right and the left and I'm just worshiping God because I need Him and I have to because it restores my perspective. See, our praise out of a response See, is, is the fitting and right response. See, when we feel like we're breaking and life overwhelms, sometimes faith to move forward comes from looking back. And when we don't know, what we've got to do is focus on what we do know. And again, my Bible says that we, He formed us before we even born. That He loved first. That He gave His life to save us. He poured out grace and mercy. Has taken us from death to life. Has lifted me out of the pit. Has removed our sin and shame. It says he has made us righteous, a new creation, set us free, rescued, restored, redeemed, forgiven, healed, adopted us as sons and daughters. My Bible says that he will never fail us, never abandon us, never let us go, always be with us. Come on, somebody, feel free to praise if he's done this and if you've known this in your own life. He's always been with us, always watched over us. He's been our peace, our guide, our anchor, our hope, our rest, our refuge, our right and fortress. He's been our strength, our sustainer, our shield, our shepherd. He's put his spirit within us and he's carried us. He's collected all of our tears in a bottle. Wow. The God that holds the stars in the sky would hold a bottle to catch my tears. None wasted. He's turned mourning into joy. He's been our closest friend, our firm foundation, put us in a family, answered our prayers, given us purpose, and a life, and a life to the full. Come on, church, it's time to pause and praise. It's time to take a break right now and give our praise. Come on, can we just, again, for another 10 seconds, where you are. Come on, can we look back on his faithfulness, that he's never left you, of where he took you from, from the pit and put you on a solid rock. Come on, he is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. Can we take a praise break right now? We thank you, God. You are faithful. I'm almost done. The rest of the band can come and join me. Last point, and I'm finished. See, I praise, finally, for all, for who he is, because he's worthy for what he's done because he's faithful but what he's about to do because he is able our God is able see what I've learned is sometimes the battle is only won on the knees and praise is a weapon not in my hand but in my mouth 
I love the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel. And when everyone was bowing down to worship the idol and the king, and they were threatened with death of being thrown into the fire. I love these, the conviction of when they were pressed, when they were beaten, when they were stretched in the cracking, what overflowed, what came out is they said, um, they said in Daniel, let me read it. It's amazing. It says, if we are thrown into the fire, then God is able to save us. Come on, if we are thrown into the fire, if this doesn't work out, you know, if, if, if problems go all, ah, he is able. But get this, but even if he doesn't, God is able. But even if he doesn't, he will still get my praise. Even if he doesn't, on this side of eternity, I will praise the Lord. When? At all times. Come on, everyone on your feet right now. Come on, Lifehouse Church. We need to lift a praise. We need to lift a praise like he's about to heal. Like he's about to set free. Like he's about to provide. Like he's about to move in your family. Come on, every eye closed, every arm in the air. Come on, we're going to praise God for who he is, for what he's done, but for what he's about to do. See, come on, someone needs to lift a praise right now that is about to make the ground shake, the enemy flee, the walls come down, the prison doors swing open, the chains drop. Come on, somebody needs to lift a praise right now. Though I feel the breaking, yet will I praise. Come on, though I feel the breaking, yeah, will I praise? Brilliant. Thank you for engaging with us today. What an incredible message that was. Just remember, if you want to know anything else about who we are, where we are, what we do, head over to that website, www.lifehousechurch.co.uk or on our social media platforms at Lifehouse12. Thanks, be blessed, and we'll see you again soon.